I used to roll back woods, rip the dawns, good wherever he goes. One million and one flows, depositing dough. Set you down with the mafia family, let me know. Yeah, number one, I don't do number two. They watching how I do, because I'm really hood. Red hoodie, gold jewelry, too groovy, might lose me. Don't approach with the foolery, keep the two on me, homie. You don't know me, rip the dawn, the one and only. Yo, this is Rich the Dawn, and welcome to the Really Hood Podcast. You already know what time it is. This episode is brought to you by Broken Heart Shirts. That is my new clothing site where you can go and check out some of my t-shirt designs. I've been creating art since I've been about two years old, honestly. And though I am mostly a physical artist, I still can get down on the digital side. So make sure you go check it out. I'm constantly updating my shirts, constantly updating my website. That's what it is. So please go check out BrokenHeartShirts.com. If you get a second, you will not be upset that you did. Now, this episode is called 100 Bands. And I would like to have a discussion on what happened, how it felt when I first reached $100,000. It was a great moment in my life. And I do want to share it because there might be someone who can be motivated by it. So let's go ahead and break down the obvious part first. What is 100 bands? 100 bands, to anybody who is not quite sure of the lingo, is $100,000. And I guess I can ask my my listeners and my viewers, have you reached $100,000 yet? And we're not talking about overtime. We're talking about have you ever had a point in your life where you can look in your account and see $100,000 or more there? If so, woo, then you know the feeling. You know the feeling. The only feeling that might be better than, than that is to hit $500,000 in your bank account or a million, right? So that's the only thing that can top this. And really, those digits or numbers don't really top it because once you cross $100,000, it's like it's a, it's a it's a feeling that you probably can't duplicate. Um after that, you kind of get used to it, right? So, I want to kind of give you a little bit of my journey and like I said, hopefully inspire one or two people. So here it is. Ever since birth, I've always known that I would be wealthy. Ever since birth, I always felt like the way my brain worked that eventually I would figure out the code to the matrix and get this ball rolling and get to the money. I always knew it. Um, I've been somebody who's always been looking forward. I never look at my surroundings and say, wow, I'm here. You know, I always looked forward or I always look to where I wanted to be. And that is what I strive for. Even today, I'm looking 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years in the future. And I am trying to figure out what I would like to accomplish by then. And I'm making sure I'm making those changes now. And we call that living with the end in mind. A lot of people live day to day. I'm not sure of their names, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that do that. But for myself, I live with the end in mind, meaning I've already looked at myself at age 100 and said, how do I get there? And how do I get there happily? And how do I get there comfortably? Right. I've already had those discussions mentally. And when I was in the hood or neighborhood or just growing up in general, I was always looking at the future. Like, what do I want to be? What what do I want to do? Obviously, when you're young and you're looking towards your future and you see that you want to be wealthy, sometimes you go about trying to get there the wrong way. So what is the wrong way. I sold drugs. I worked at a grocery store. Um, I worked worked at McDonald's. Those were all the wrong ways of getting to the bag. There was one day I was about 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. And I walked up to Burger King and I filled out an application. And I really, really wanted to work at Burger King because I had a girlfriend at the time. 
I probably didn't have a car and I just needed some stable income coming in. And at the time I didn't have anything. So at that point it was just like, man, what am I gonna do? I, I think I was living with, living with my father in the basement, in his basement. And you know, life was really going nowhere for me. So I took it upon myself to go to Burger King and fill out an application. And then about maybe a week later, I got a call saying come in for the interview. And when I got there, I did the interview. I thought I did well, um, but I remember waiting about like three weeks and not getting a call. and having Having that discussion with myself and saying, wow, I didn't get that job. And it made me feel kind of bad. It made me feel like, wow, so I'm not even good enough to work at a Burger King in the hood. Like, what does that say about me? Now, granted, I remember myself at that time. I was probably real rough around the edges, probably came into the Burger King looking kind of crazy, <laughs> you know? So at that time, it was just a lot, it was a lot going on. So that's probably what I looked like coming in and probably why I didn't get the job because of what the way I looked. But not getting that job kind of forced my hand to go into different avenues news in order to get some money so i had to go to selling weed selling crack um i even went to selling my music you know that was a great time in my life in fact i always look at that one indicator as something positive from that time and that was pressing up my own music and heading out with my brothers and my family and trying to make ends meet with, with our own product. That was cool, you know, and I don't take that part back. Uh, but the selling drugs part, absolutely. I wish I could take it back. Uh, and I think after being rejected by Burger King, I eventually got a job because one of my buddies looked out for me and got me a job at McDonald's. Fast forward about a year and a half from there, I ended up working at a grocery store. And needless to say, I did terrible. All right, but I, I say all that to say this. I was always trying to figure out how do I do this? And just so you know, if you're wondering why I'm even talking about these past jobs, it's because in Detroit, getting a job is almost impossible. You know, it's like when you get a job, a corporate or a legitimate job in Detroit, it's like worth celebrating because it is so difficult to get a job out there. And those who live in Detroit know exactly what I'm talking about. It's almost like they're forcing you to sell crack or sell your music or sell something. That is why I bring up that to show that I was out there grinding, filling out applications, trying to get it any way I could. Long story short, I ended up going to college and that is where things start to change in my life. So I will say that college was my saving grace. Not only did it take me out the hood, it put me in a place that was focused solely on educating myself. So to anybody that's in the hood, I would say um, getting on a track that pulls you out the hood is a great first step and not necessarily just college. It can be the military. It can be college or anything or trade school, anything that pulls you out the hood and places you on a railroad track, then that's where you want to be. All right. So when I left the hood and I ended up going to Ypsilanti, Michigan, where I went to school at Eastern Michigan University, that was the beginning of a new life for me. It took me out the neighborhood. I was on a campus. I was around a lot of females, which was very important to me at that time. And I was even able to get a job on campus and just live and go to school. All right. It took a lot of the uh, distractions out of the equation. If I could go back to myself, when I was going to fill out that application for Burger King, when I was at Eastern Michigan University, if I can go back and talk to myself, I would say you're on the right track. You're doing something progressive. You're not robbing people, hurting people. Good. But if you want to get to the bag, to 100 bands, to 500 bands, to a million, to a 500 million, to a billion, you're on the right, the wrong track for that particular goal. And this is for anybody that's still, you know, coming up. If you're like 16, 17, 18, 22, 25, and you find yourself hearing this podcast or watching this video, I'm talking to you for a reason, because obviously you're looking for something. What I would tell myself if I had the opportunity to go back, I would say, hey, Rick, I'm glad you, uh, you're you trying to get out this neighborhood. I'm glad you're here filling out this application. I'm glad that you're at college right now trying to get it. I respect that. But my brother, 
This is not the way. What you need to do is start investing in the stock market. Now, I know that sounds like an infomercial, like I'm about to try to sell you something. I'm not. I'm just going to tell you straightforward what I'm telling. This is what I'm telling myself. Matter of fact, I'm not going to explain myself anymore. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to let you hear what I would say to myself. And I'm going to try to keep it as real as possible. Hey, Rick, I know what you're trying to do. I get it. But that's the wrong move, bro. Listen, go ask your dad for about $100. And if he'll give you $500, ask him for that. Just say it's an investment and you're going to pay him back. Tell him you need about $500 and maybe even a thousand. And I want you to go learn how to invest in the stock market. And when it comes to the stock market, I know you don't know anything about it, but the way your brain is wired, you've been doing tra uh, stock market trading your entire life. You just didn't know you were doing it. Anytime that you bought something for cheap and then tried to sell it for a profit, that was the stock market. And I want you to focus specifically on penny stocks because they're cheap. That would be like going to a dollar store or a 99 cent store with $1,000. You can do a lot of damage, right? Go ask your dad to invest $1,000 in you. No more Jordans, no more clothes, no more Chinese food, no more Coney Island. Ask your dad for $1,000 to invest in yourself. Say, dad, I wanna go and do things legitimately. I wanna open, open up my own business. I wanna start investing. I need $1,000. And I will give you that $1,000 back once I make it. And once you do that, Go to the library, go to the internet. Now at that time, it was about 2004, 2006, the internet was not what it is today. And investing on your phone was definitely not what it is today. So I would have probably had to go to one of those bigger firms or broker brokerage firms to start investing. But hey, so what? If that's what you had to do, that's what you had to do. If I'm not mistaken, you could access Ameritrade and E-Trade and some of those places from your cell phone, even though um, internet was kind of sketchy for me specifically. But I would have told myself, I know you don't have internet, but go to the library. Find the nearest library and that will be your hub. Log on to those computers they have at the library. Go to Ameritrade or um, Ally.com or you know E-Trade.com or something like that and start trading through that computer. And that's what I would have told myself. And I was and, and you know, I would say, "Hey, listen, you will not be upset that you you did this. I don't care how afraid you are, try it. Try to invest because guess what's going to happen? You're going to invest and you're going to make some mistakes. That's a part of the growing process. Once you make those mistakes, you're going to grow from those mistakes and you will figure it out. So by the time you get back to this age, which is 35, you will actually probably already be a millionaire. So like like I said, I'm hoping I'm catching somebody that has the gift and the ability to hustle. If you're a hustler, you should be investing in the stock market. I don't care what you hustle. You can hustle cigarettes. If you understand the concept of buying a pack of cigarettes and then selling them individually for a profit, you should be investing in the, the, uh, the, penny, the stock market, especially with penny stocks. Fast forward to 100 bands. As a result of investing in the stock market, I finally reached 100 bands and it was a very, very satisfying feeling. I, I, I just want to just talk about it for a minute because I never took a moment to just sit back and say, wow, that was kind of that was kind of cool. I can tell you what I thought I was going to do when I got 100 bands. I thought that I was going to go buy a car and all this little silly stuff. But what I found out is when I got 100 bands, <laughs> I wanted more. You get to that 100 band mark and you like 200 bands, 200 bands. You immediately get to that point like you, I want 200 bands. The thing that makes me the most happiest is that I did it all legitimately. I didn't rip nobody off. I didn't hurt nobody. I didn't steal nothing from nobody. I didn't shoot nobody. I didn't kill nobody. I did it by myself and it was all legitimate. And that was the greatest feeling of all time. Knowing that I myself, little old Rick the Dawn, I can generate 
this amount of money on my own. And you know what they say. They say once you clear 100 bands, it's all up from there because getting to, getting your first $100,000 is the hardest part. It's the hardest amount of money to get. But once you clear $100,000, oh my gosh, you have opened up the money bank. You've opened it up. And I don't knock anybody's hustle. Let's get that part out the way. I definitely don't knock hustles. But I'm going to tell you something. It's, it feels so much better when you do it and you know that you can do it in public. Nobody can pull you over or stop you or take that money from you because you did it legitimately. Right? It's bulletproof money. And let's talk about how I did it. I bought penny stocks and then I sold them. A lot of people, when they invest, they invest scared. You Look, scared money don't make money. I jumped in and I was like, look, let's do it. Um, And really, this video could have been called 20... 20,000 bands or 20 bands, honestly, because when I got my first $20,000, I was like, yo, this is this is where my life should have been uh, like 10 years ago. And I felt like I had wasted time. Like, how did I, what, what took me so long to get 20 bands? It's because I was playing around and worrying about clothes and shoes and putting money in savings account. Listen, the savings, a savings account is a big fraud. It's a scam. Okay, let me tell you how a savings account is a scam. You want to know why? Because you take your money, right? And you put it in the bank. And you know what the bank does? The bank puts your money in the stock market. And then they make tons of money from your money. And then they give you a couple little pennies. Like, hey, there's some interest. So here's what happens. You will take $100, right? You will put it in a savings account. And then you'll look back in a month and your account will say $100.68. You made only 68 cents in a month. You think that's good? That's not good. That's a scam. Um, and then some of the nicer, nicer ones might give you about $3. So your account will say $103 in like a month. That's like a really nice interest rate. But guess what the bank did? They took your $100 and then they went and invested in all these little different companies and they turned your $100 to about $600 and then they gave you 38 cents from that $600. That's where you need to learn how to invest. But that way you can keep your money to yourself and become your own bank. Listen, the only reason I use a stock, a, a savings account is to put my money somewhere safe because when you invest in the stock market, the fact of the matter is you can lose money. So it's always a risk with anything that's worth it, right? So you can lose that money in the stock market as well. I didn't talk about that and I probably should start talking about that. But like I told y'all before, my OnlyFans, I talk about losing money. I talk about all that. I don't put my money into a savings account unless I know that I need to put some money to the side safely. I don't want to lose this money. So I'll put it in a savings account because the good thing about a savings account is that it never loses money. That's the best part about it but you better believe your money is going to be used to make more money and they're going to give you pennies uh as a result so that's that same hundred dollars if you would have put it in a stock market or a penny stock it would have probably said 115 dollars that's if you didn't lose money so if you had a good strategy and you knew what stocks to buy and what what times to sell that hundred dollars would have probably grown to about 115 dollars because you did what the bank did or would have done you just did it by yourself all right, you took your money to the stock market and you flipped it versus giving it to the bank and then having them flip your money but give you a smaller little, little couple crumbs. Let's take a break right here real quick and then I'll come right back and wrap this bad boy on up. Yeah. Go, go, Ricky, go. The same boys in the hood, I keep a weapon, dog. This ain't the tree you wanna bark up, keep it moving, dog. It's a Detroit thing, I'm back in my bag. You can search the whole world and never find this swag. Trillennium flow, 3002. I just started eight companies. What about you? I ain't got a rap, lot of letters rap. That's just plain for money, plenty honey cane. Used to explain them things, I'm talking Novocaine. Waiting on my death so they can celebrate me. Now that's a waste of time, I'm doing at least 80. 
60 on my dash, 100 bands of cash You living in the past, lucky I don't brag He's a lover boy, I'm a woman's choice Said she love my voice, lower middle moist Niggas took my flow, I'm just taking it back I'm a robber, robbing a robber, how real is that? Best rapper alive, the boy not the goat Nina in my coat, laser on your throat Looking for a clan member in December To dismember, one less member to remember You remember, dark skin, hella ashy Women often pass me, now I catch them glancing Funny how I graduated from a basement To a mansion, the next steps of sports expansion Who can touch him, MC Hammer, new Obama Now I'm about to run the game, nope, not a comma Period, what's a record deal to a boss? In the haters cost, I got what it costs Alright, welcome back, I hope you like that tune Check it, you gotta learn how to invest That's gonna be the key to getting to those 100 bands Why do you think so many people are wealthy? If you go, just go, go downtown You're gonna see a lot of people in suits and all that Look, don't get it twisted Their job does help with their salary but most likely those same people have great amounts of money in the stock market. A lot of people don't talk about the stock market because they like to keep it a secret. And honestly, I'm about to stop talking about it because if you ain't figured it out by now, I think I've made about two or three of these podcast episodes about the stock market. If you ain't figured it out by now and you ain't join my OnlyFans and try to kick it with me on there, then you ain't serious enough. So I'm gonna stop wasting my time and wasting my breath. But I will say this, getting to 100 bands, if you're somebody who aspires to uh, you know, be a millionaire and all that type of stuff. You got to get to that first hundred bands. I'm not telling you that the stock market is the only way for you to get to the bag. I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you my way, how I got there. Now, one thing that I didn't really talk about in this video is a very, very important fact. You have to make sure that your primary source of income is stable and is strong. You have to make sure that you have a normal stream of income coming in. So whatever you do, whether it be doing hair, working at McDonald's or shoveling snow, cutting hair, selling, you know, CDs, working at a firm. Uh, you know, I don't care what you do working at a factory. That job is going to be your primary source of income. You use that income to pay your bills and take care of all your business. But hopefully that initial source of income allows you to have between 100 and $1,000 of extra money that you can put into the stock market because most people will take that extra money and put it into a savings account thinking that they're doing the right thing. And then the bank is taking your money from the savings account and putting it in the stock market and giving you a couple pennies on the side. You shouldn't be allowing that to happen. You're being extorted. So what you should be doing is taking that couple, you know, 100 to $1,000 and putting it in the stock market. And maybe let's say you uh, you were able to save about $500. Then slice that in half, put 250 in the, in the savings account for safety, and then put 250 in the stock market to see what you can do. And what you should find is you're able to make a lot more money in the stock market once you understand what's going on and how to do it. You see what I'm saying? And what you do is you put that money in the stock market and you continue to build it up slowly but surely. And every time you get a check, you just keep adding a couple more dollars to the stock market and buying and selling, buying and selling. And over time, you'll figure it out. And when you get that bigger amount of money, right, maybe like a thousand to five thousand dollars, you'll know exactly how to handle the stock market. Okay, and you just keep doing that same routine. Figure out your strategy, never change your strategy, and continue to improve your strategy, okay, until you get to the real bag. Getting to $100,000 
It changed my life. It changed the way I thought. It made me realize this is what it is. And I'm gonna tell you right now, you'll never get your true value. You might be the smartest person on the planet, the best rapper. You might be uh, the, the, the quickest worker. You'll never get paid your true value until you pay yourself. And I know that I have a lot to offer. You know, if I can go back and tell myself at Burger King, I would say, listen, son, uh, listen, Rich, and listen, listen, self, this job is beneath you. I would argue that the reason you didn't get these little rinky-dink jobs is because God was keeping you from being comfortable accepting this, this, these small wages. All right, he has something greater for you. I would tell myself that. I hope this episode was inspiring. I hope that it lit a flame in you and just say, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try it out. And by all means, if you need help with the stock market, <clears throat> contact me on OnlyFans or join my OnlyFans. That is the only way I'm giving you real stock market tips because I'm not giving away my secrets for free. I'm just not doing it, I'm sorry. So uh, it's been real. I'll holler at you.